Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So I was born a very serious and somber child. You aren't going to find any pictures out there of me smiling. I was shy, I was awkward, I was very introverted. And on top of that, I had a condition called lazy eye. So that's when your brain, for some reason, doesn't quite receive the messages that it should, the images, from one of your eyes. So your eyes don't work together. They don't track. And for me, that meant that my left eye was like always looking out yonder, which was very obvious and for a very introverted child, very embarrassing. For somebody who really did want to be invisible, I was really obvious. It wasn't something I could control and I couldn't hide it. So people would see me and they would kind of look and they'd stare and they might point, they might laugh or whisper. It was really bad. Well, the treatment back in the 50s for Lazy Eye capitalized on our obsession with the brand new television. So they would give the child, me, this really special pair of glasses, and then they would put this special screen in front of the black and white television screen. And everyone else could see the program and could see just fine. But if your eyes weren't focused and tracking, you could only see one half of the screen. It was miserable. I don't even think it worked. But when my family would gather around once a week to watch Zorro, I got as close as they would let me get to that screen. And I would squint, and I would concentrate, and I would try to pull my eyes together so that I could see the whole program. Because I loved Zorro. I didn't really love Zorro. I loved the fact that Don Diego had an alter ego, and that if he just changed into Zorro's clothes, you know, the black pants and the black shirt and the hat and the mask, all of a sudden, Don Diego's intellectual, somewhat cowardly, milk-toast self would disappear, and he would become the swashbuckling handsome hero. I loved that. I wanted an alter ego. I wanted a disguise so that I could put it on and I would be talkative and pretty and popular. I wouldn't be shy and withdrawn. 
That's what I wanted. My childhood dream was to have an alter ego. As I grew up, they kept my lazy eye in focus by wearing really strong prescription glasses. And I kind of taught myself, you know, how to be a little bit outgoing, how to be a little bit more talkative, but I was still introverted and insecure. And then in 1992, a miracle happened and my childhood wish came true. That was the year that I was hired by the Anchorage Recycling Center to manage the school recycling program. And I could do anything I wanted with that program, just get those kids to recycle more cans. So I'm like, all right, what can I do? It's gotta be fun, it's gotta be exciting. And I thought about it and then I had the idea. I would create an alter ego for myself. I would become Candace, <laughs> a life-size, walking, talking aluminum can. <laughs> and I would teach children all over Anchorage about recycling and about the virtues and the value of recycling aluminum cans and how tragic it was if you threw them in a trash can and they ended up in the landfill. So that's what I did. And the real magic for me came when I started to transform into Candace. So I would put on this can costume, it was silver lame, and it was made just for Candace. <laughs> I had this great silver shaggy wig. I wore her Michael Jackson silver gloves. And I would wear her silver Doc Martens. And then I would cover my face with this thick layer of makeup. It was metallic silver, really sparkly, and it covered my entire face like a mask. And then I was Candace, and I was clever, and I was confident, and I was creative, and that shy, Lynn, soft-spoken, she was nowhere to be seen. Candace launched the Great Aluminum Can Roundup. And this was a competition throughout the Anchorage School District for about 30 schools to see who could recycle the most cans. And then Candace sent all the schools a letter talking about the Roundup, including a picture of herself, and offering to come and do free presentations at any of the schools. She would teach kids and inspire them about recycling. Well, pretty soon, phone starts ringing, Candace's calendar filled up. Candace, you know, she loved driving herself to the schools. 
she would, she would pull up to a stop sign or a traffic light, and she'd wave and smile. And the people in the other cars, they would be like totally shocked to see an aluminum can driving a car. <laughs> Candace, she also picked out her own theme music. So when she would like walk in to a classroom or an auditorium to make her presentation, that music would be playing. And then she'd kind of dance her way up to the stage or the podium. The song, by the way, was the Pointer Sisters song. Yes, we can. Yes, we can, can. Yes, we can. Okay. It was awesome. Candace started her presentations out always the same. How many of you want to live forever? And as the kids started to raise their hand, she'd say, I get to live forever. As long as you keep recycling me, I come back over and over and over again. The kids were intrigued. And then she would start the story of her life and how she started as a chunk of bauxite ore that was dug from the earth in an open pit mine. Oh yeah, and Candace, she had a chunk of bauxite ore. So she would pass it around and everybody in the room would hold it and look at it. And then she'd get into the story of her life and how from a piece of bauxite ore, she was crushed and heated and it turned into liquid aluminum, and it took all this energy. And then they would pour it into these long sheets, and it would cool, and they, it would get cut into cans and sealed, and logos put on. And all of this took lots and lots and lots of energy. And there's not a child who heard Candace talk that didn't understand exactly what it meant and how important it was and how much energy would be saved when they recycled aluminum cans. Because Candace had told them, they knew all about it. As the months went by, Candace became super popular. She was like a celebrity <laughs> in Anchorage. <laughs> and Candace, you know, Candace got invited to speak at all kinds of events and activities. She was a co-host for a children's television program. You heard her on the radio. The aluminum can roundup was just really going extremely well. It was super popular too. Kids were recycling like crazy and even their parents they were bringing sacks of cans from home to the schools in hopes that their children's school was going to win one of those great prizes. Every month, the recycling truck and the guys would go out to the schools and weigh the cans and total them up. And when they would show up, of course, you know, some of the kids and their teachers would be out there and they'd watch, 
you know? How many cans did we recycle? Oh, over 200 pounds. Great job. Do you know Candace? Oh, yeah. We work with her. Look, I've got a picture I had taken with her by the truck. It was awesome. I had the best time being Candace. You know, when I was Candace, I was outgoing, I was witty, I smiled and I laughed all the time. You know, and I felt loved by all those kids who would come up and they'd crowd around me and they'd shyly, you know, touch my costume or my hair and ask me questions. It was like the Lynn inside finally got to come out and play, all because I had an alter ego named Candace. The school year came to a close, and the roundup ended, and that year, in the Anchorage School District, over one million cans were recycled. Candace, she received the National Recyclers Award. from the Can Manufacturers Institute in Washington, D.C. <laughs> you know, I, I was so proud of her and the work, you know, that she had done. Well, it was summer vacation, and the kids went on vacation, and Candace did too. And a few months later, you know, I left and I took another job. And in hindsight, I know that I left the most fun, the most creative, and probably the most inspirational work I'd ever done. And after that, you know, at other jobs, I would try to embody the attributes and the characteristics that I so admired in Candace, and I was never really successful. It was always easier with an alter ego, somebody who had a great costume, fantastic shoes, <laughs> and the most beautiful silver face. And now that I'm kind of going into, what do they call it? the final chapter of my life, I keep thinking, you know, do I have the courage now to be me and to let my inner Candace go free? I don't know. But I can tell you this, that sometimes when I wear her shoes, I hear her talking to me. Oh, Lynn, yes, you can. Yes, you can, can. Yes, you can. <laughs>